what are the things that a great relationship provides for you? Hello and what's up? Welcome back to Side Piece Season. I am your host, Enero, and today we're going to be talking about the good parts of relationships, the things that make relationships worth having in the first place, uh, whatever they are. We're going to talk about lists. You're going to have to make your own list. I'll give you some of the things on my list, and we'll go from there. Um, so without further ado, let's get into the good part, episode 48. All right, so the last few episodes I listened to uh, while I was hiking over the weekend and they were kind of powered by negativity. There was a lot of things or a few things going on, a few major things going on with a few of my friends that just, you know, had me in, in, in a bad space, kind of dealing with the negative vibe of the whole thing. Right. And I'm not here to give negativity any shine whatsoever. Um, but we have to address it from time to time because it's real um, it's out there and it's not going anywhere. Um, but there's at least as much positive as there is negative. And all we ever focus on in relationships, the serious, serious talks about relationships usually only come about the negative things. Hell, I built a whole podcast inspired by some negative shit. But the goal of the podcast and the goal of any conversation should be to build uh, and positivity, growth, right? So we're going to talk about the good parts of relationships, a little uh, information out there, a little inspiration, maybe some positivity, uh, just something to give you a little push in, in a good direction, maybe some clarity, maybe kick an ass if that's what you need. So what do you get? What are the things that a great relationship provide for you? What makes the juice worth the squeeze, as the old saying goes? I'd say make a list. Make a list of the things that, that you find to be the good parts of a relationship. And I have a list. I made a list. Um, but I can't make a complete list because there are a lot of idiosyncratic things that would go on your list that would never make mine. And there's, of course, things on my list that you would never even consider, like crepes yeah i said crepes so i fucking love crepes and my ex makes the meanest fucking crepe damn it where are all the crepe making ladies at and why crepes you ask well do you know who makes bomb ass crepes my grandmother makes bomb ass crepes and the first time my ex made crepes they hit me on all kinds of levels i mean shit I was transported back to my childhood and not to the fucked up parts that I had to accept and grow with and kind of make peace with. I'm talking all the best parts. I'm talking summer at the beach, happiness, joy, like all my family. We're all doing great things. We're having a good time. All of that from a freaking crepe. So we're going to pull back from the idiosyncratic things. Um, still, I encourage you all to make your list and put all the idiosyncratic things on there. But we're going to look at, hands down, some of the best things that great relationships bring to you. We're talking about a host of things that kind of are bedrock and that, that most people, not all, but most people would agree on. So things like being seen and heard and understood, um, trust, you know, 
physical and emotional support, caring, humor, sharing experiences together, um, intellectual stimulation, like touch and affection, not in a sexual way, right? Uh, loyalty, respect, all of these things nourish you. They, they nurture you. And, you know, for me, of course, sex is on the list. I'm not, don't think that I'm anti-sex in any way, shape or form. Uh, it's definitely on the list, but we're going to get into the particulars, right? Being seen and heard and understood, yo, we're, we're built to connect, right? We're built for connections, but we don't always connect. Um, it's not, it's not that easy out here. So when you happen across that good listener, that's, that's attentive and intuitive and they're, they're putting forth that effort to see you and hear you and understand you better. Uh, and even, even more than just seeing you and understanding you as you are, but they, they see what your overall mission is and they're looking forward to helping you as you strive to be whatever that thing is that's going to make you great, that's going to make you feel great. When you find people like that, that's gold. You, you can't. It's, it's just... The connection is there. Um, the feeling of being seen and heard and understood is is a good feeling. And a lot of people spend most of their time not in that setting. You can be with a group of people, uh, some social organization, your work crew, whatever, and you are around them a lot and you have a good sense of them, but still never feel seen and heard and understood you know it's just different it's like we're getting along but it still feels very surface a deep meaningful connection can't be beat it's very it's very tough to beat and this list of mine is not in any particular order but these are just fundamentally powerful aspects of relationships that just make them great um Trust, I guess, going off of uh, picking up where being seen, heard, and understood left off. Trust and loyalty are gonna are gonna come. They're not the same. They're not the same at all, but they are similar. And if you feel seen and understood and heard, um, you're ultimately gonna start to trust that person because you you probably trusted him before that point because you wouldn't have opened up if you weren't feeling a sense of trust. Um, it's a two-way street. Things can definitely go go wrong, and you know the hashtag vulnerability. It's it's out there everywhere, and I'm not going to bash vulnerability, but I'm going to say openness. Right? You have to. I wouldn't be open and share all of my secrets with just anybody, uh, unless there was a very good reason to do so. And particularly if you have had some failed relationships or. Uh, any other emotional letdowns or betrayals, it's going to be harder for you to trust somebody. It's going to be harder for you to uh, open yourself up and bear your soul to anybody. Um, but when you do have someone, it's so good when you you have the ability to trust someone in your life um, because then you can rely on them. Uh, loyalty can start. Respect, a deeper respect, you know, because we respect people's for for their position, 
uh, their title, things like that. We we'll, we have a certain level of respect, but I'd say that's very surface level. Um, a deep, sustaining respect only comes from uh, when you can connect, and and there's so much that goes into a connection. Um, and then, like touch, touch, affection, um, physical and emotional support, all of that. That's very, it's so powerful. Um, I'm not talking sex even. I'm, I'm talking actual support, physical and emotional support, regular human touch. It, human touch is not respected enough out there. Um, if you look up the stories of the Romanian orphanage kids that they didn't touch, like a lot of them still are dealing with problems all these years later. Touch is very fundamental to the human organism you won't die without touch okay you will continue to live but inside you'll die it's it's very fundamental to us touch is is so powerful so incredible and i think cheapen because people if you say touch they automatically think you're strictly speaking sexual um and that's a whole other area of touch right like it's actual just physical touch Sometimes people will get into these places where they isolate themselves from the world because, you know, normally it's because they've been hurt before, right? They've been let down, um, betrayed, whatever, and they isolate themselves. And that almost never makes things better. I mean, I'm trying to think of an instance that I know of where it actually helped. But usually, you know, the lack of touch is, is, does more harm than good. And isolating yourself means that you're cutting off the ability to be touched. Um, very fundamental stuff. Um, and, you know, it, physical and emotional support uh, is best served face-to-face. Not to say that you can't do it, you know, via a letter. Not to say that you can't do it over the internet. But it's best face-to-face. It's just a, the literal helping hands of physical support, right? So story time real quick. I was rear-ended in my 20s on the interstate. Um, had a bulging disc. I had all this pain, like triggered like some sciatic pain. Um, actually, it wasn't sciatic pain. It was from the bulging disc. But at any rate, I had this pain. And one day, shortly after the accident, I got out of the bed and everything hit just perfectly. Just a complete wave of pain. The most pain I'd ever felt, take your breath away pain, I dropped to the floor face down. My ex, Mrs. Crepes, literally had to help me off the floor back into the bed. Like, I know what you're saying. Oh, that's some old man shit. No, no. I was in my 20s when this happened. This was a long time ago. And it definitely sounds like some old man shit, but that was a result of some physical ailment that I was going through. Uh, and that woman picked me up, got me back to the bed, helped me up. I guess she didn't pick me up, but got me back to the bed and just kind of held me and, and supported me. Did the pain go away? No, the pain did not go away. Did the pain, did, did I feel comforted? Did I feel like it was reduced a hundred percent? And I know what you're saying. Well, that's, you know, uh, some of you that haven't read the reports and the science would say that it's all bullshit, but no, they've done studies. They've 
put people through painful stimuli um, and they've had them hooked up to the MRI so they could see what was going on. And they've done the stimuli with a loved one holding their hand and without. Everybody that got the, st- the painful stimuli while they were not having their hand held reported it as being greater than the stimuli when somebody that they cared about was holding onto their hand. There's a lot that goes into us that we don't really take for into, to, into full consideration. Like touch is such a huge thing. Human touch, especially if there's affection connected with it, especially if there's trust, if there's, you know, affection, all of those things, it's, it goes a long, long way. And literally you can tolerate pain better when you're with somebody that you love. Um, I'll have to find the study and put it in, maybe I'll put it in the show notes or, or something, but it's real. There's a lot of stuff that goes on with physical and emotional support to be in that much pain and to have somebody holding on to you and letting you know that you're not alone and that they're there to help you however they can. It's a fantastic feeling. I don't know how else to describe it. It's an amazing feeling and it can't be beat. Um, just a great, fantastic feeling. And, uh, you know, sharing experiences, uh, that, that particular incident, like we shared that, like you're seeing me at my lowest point, my most vulnerable, I'm in pain. I can barely breathe. Um, that's something that only the two of us know about. Well, not now. Um, but you know, it's an experience that we shared other experiences, experiential intimacy is a thing right and the world is wondrous there's tons of shit to do and i'm not talking about like flying to bali although that would be amazing there's things in your town in your city in your state to do that you've never done before go do it share the experience that's a way for you to get a little closer you never know where that stuff's gonna go you never know what's gonna come out of it um just get out there Go do some things. Have some fun. You know, you can learn some new things. You can grow. What is that? Paint and sip, uh, bowl it, whatever. There's tons of stuff to do. Um, right now I'm in Arizona. There's all kinds of hiking that you can do, um, especially uh, before it gets too hot. Uh, but there's all these things you need to go find something to do with someone and do it. And if it's that special someone, it's even better because now you guys are sharing something that only the two of you have, even though other people have done it, you two did it together and it will always be something that you have together. Um, I was closed off to this uh, a lot in my marriage. My ex would suggest us, you know, like we, Hey, let's go paddleboarding. Let's do this. And I just, for whatever reason, didn't, I was close to it. I was close to it. She was trying to do things that would increase our experiential intimacy. And I was closed off to it for no reason reason whatsoever I, I have no there's nothing I can tell you I just didn't want to do it because I wasn't open to or even aware of this particular type of intimacy that I was sidestepping it's not it doesn't seem like it matters but it matters because this is a this is a type of intimacy that can help you 
grow closer as a couple uh, or whatever your relationship dynamic happens to be. Um, it works for side pieces. There's things that I did with the as side dick that I'm sure they didn't do with anybody else or maybe only other side dick. Who knows? But uh, it made our relationship closer. Um, you know, trust is a two-way street. Um, it requires a certain degree of openness, right? If you can be seen, heard, and understood, um, know that you've got this physical and emotional support with you know human touch and affection and loyalty and respect and trust, and you're sharing experiences, all of these things are going to, you know, I did an episode, I recorded an episode with uh, Brigetta Giles, that is about the types of intimacy that don't have anything to do with sex. And if you do that, you know, you're bonding, you're building that relationship even stronger and stronger and stronger so that it can hold up against the times when maybe you can't have sex. Um, you know, when, when that back pain kicks in or the health turns and all that stuff and all of the normal things, the passion, the looks don't, aren't there. All of those things are off the table. You still are together because you've, you've bonded with all the other types of intimacy. Anyway, the good parts of relationships, you get a lot from them. Um, things that you might not have ever thought about. So for you, I know crepes aren't on your list. If they are, please shoot me a DM. Um, but make a list. What are the things that you want out of relationships? What do you expect to get out of a relationship? And then take that list and stack it up against your actual relationship that you're in right now. The areas that are lacking, start working on building them up. Do things that will make them stronger than they are. And, you know, I got to say, if you have a list and Nothing or very few things from your list actually apply to the relationship that you're in. I mean, you have to ask yourself, why am I actually here? What am I getting and why am I doing this? Which is never a bad question. Even if you're in a great relationship, things are going perfect. So that's it. That's all I'm going to say about it today. Um, relationships are dope. I hope you are having a fantastic relationship. I hope that you know exactly what you want and are getting that. And if you're not getting that, I hope you're making moves to get it. It won't just happen without some effort and some intentionality. I've said it before, broken record, I'm saying it again. Uh, but that's it. So that's all I got for you today. You guys have a fantastic day. Have a fantastic week. Um, and I'll check you out next week when we'll be back here again. Uh, we're creeping up on episode 50 and episode 50 is going to be something special. I've got, uh, it's all recorded and ready to rock. Um, little change in the format, uh, for that episode. Uh, I think you'll love it. That's it. Have a great Monday. Have a fantastic week. Have an amazing weekend. Be good to yourself and be good to others. And I will catch you next time. Peace.